The Ellen Becker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sun Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellen Becker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellen Becker Investment Group. We are located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive. We are also in the village of Whitefish Bay, just uh, directly across from Winkies. And we're really happy that we can service our clients in Bonita Springs, Florida as well. Although I can tell you I'm not there right now. <laughs> Although it's hot here, um, it's a little bit hotter there. My guest today is Remy. Melitis, and he has been on the show, I think, well, we started doing the show with Campbell in 2006, so we have a long history of market. Uh, we're just, what, about 10 years past that market correction, and uh, so we have a lot of things that we can compare and, and talk about, but one of the things just to talk about right up front is that Campbell Newman um, Asset Management um, company incorporated really does do all of the large cap dividend paying stocks for our clients as well as they have a small cap portfolio that we have been extremely pleased with and I do remember and it's probably now 13 years ago will be a little bit more than that um, Mary and I met um, at the club and we started talking about stocks and how I could protect my clients and we looked at each other and we shook hands <laughs> and we both said it's a deal and uh, that goes a long way and uh, so we feel very comfortable and very close with your entire team of Campbell Newman and how they do manage money and so it's always a joy for me when to share something great and so you know you go to a new restaurant you go and get your hair done somewhere you like, or the greatest pedicures. You know, I'm always sharing everything. And so being on, being having this opportunity to talk with my listeners about strategies and investing money is really important and making sure that the information I'm bringing is really accurate and works well for just about everyone, which I think is the key. I was talking to someone the other day and said, you know, I've done the radio show for 28 years and I have never sold a product on this show. We talk about strategies and we talk about investing, but we don't talk about stuff to buy because everybody's different. And so, um, Remus, when you wake up in the morning, why do you do what you do? Uh, (laughs) Why do you do what you do? Good question, Uh, Karen. uh, Thank you for having me on on the show. Well, I've been... uh, I've been doing this now for uh, 30, 30 plus years, as have uh, my my two other uh, team members, Mary Brown and, and Tom Bulgert, and and I and I would say that it it it's a never ending uh, learning process. Uh, not uh, a single day is identical to another. There's always something on the economic horizon that that you need to take note of. At the at the company level, uh, there's always things to learn about how companies operate, uh, how 
markets influence their financial progress. Uh, and it is just uh, so interesting. Uh, it's, it's very different from just uh, coming in on a nine-to-five type of job uh, where work begins at nine and it ends at five. Here it's, you could say it's almost uh, a 24-hour-a-day job in that uh, the amount of news flow uh, is more or less never never ending, and news, of course, doesn't care what time of day it is. <laughs> well, I have to say, I, I I love that you say I get up every day and it's so interesting. I got up every day and I panicked, <laughs> and so. At the point where Mary and I were sitting at the university club and I remember exactly what I was eating and we both looked at each other and at that point we weren't really good friends. We knew of each other, but I knew that I had to change my strategy on my investing because there was no way that I could continue to grow my company. There was no way that we could continue to grow their portfolios if there wasn't a deeper understanding of the investments and if we didn't have a a better strategy. And when I look back at the market corrections and I remember looking at Mary and talking about she was managing money for us at that time, but it was for our very large clients. And I remember saying, Mary, I've got to help everybody. How do I do that? And it it took me right back to when I was working at the M&I as the um, vice president of the personal trust. And they would only take clients with a million dollars. And when I started my company, it was because I felt everybody deserved those same types of services. And I remember saying that to Mary, and she goes, yeah, they do. And I said, well, how do we do it? (laughs) And we talked and strategized, and I remember feeling so overwhelmed with not being able to keep up with all the markets and to understand. So that's why we have hired you for our clients, because you get up and you say, yippee, (laughs) things are changing. And I don't say that. I go, I'm so glad that they're there watching the money and keeping us informed for our clients, because I really don't think that's fun. I, I think it's I think it's scary. I think that the world has gotten so big. When I started in the business over 30 years ago, there was one or two columns of mutual funds in the paper, and there were just a, a handful of stocks and um, some new issues, but nothing like this. And certainly, the markets weren't open all around the world. Right. Well, things have uh, gotten more complicated with, with, with time, with the advent of numerous more products uh, a very complicated marketplace. Markets are now open uh, 24 hours a day. Uh, and, you know, we try to bring some sanity uh, to that uh, with our dividend growth product uh, that focuses only on companies that uh, have not only paid a dividend in each and every one of the last five years, but have also increased it in each and every one of the last five years. And, and you know, Karen, when you look at the dividend growth space, you know, a lot of a lot of firms cut uh, that 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 uh, meaning of of that term in in many different ways. Some uh, interpret that to mean they're investing in companies that they think are going to begin uh, initiating a dividend. Uh, some uh, uh, look uh, to, for companies that uh, may have. Uh, increase their dividend, but in a very uh, sporadic manner, maybe once or every two or three years, a point-to-point kind of uh, 
type of view, but at Campbell Newman, you know, we believe we we interpret it uh, dividend growth to actually the meaning of of those words by investing only in companies that have raised their dividend in each and every one of the last five years. And and with that, we have a number of other criteria that we look for from a kind of at the at the start line of the investment process. Uh, and that provides us the ability to build portfolios of of high quality companies uh, with with strong balance sheets, uh, with uh, you know positive uh, prospects, uh, and offer that uh, in a very concentrated uh, fashion with a portfolio of twenty five to up to thirty five stocks. So it's a really uh, tightly knit product. And uh, we think it, it really has some advantages in the marketplace uh, to handle the volatility and, 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 and the stress that that brings to, to clients. Well, I know that when I sit down with a client and perhaps a, a client that is just um, coming in for the first time, they're almost always, it's like, I don't want to lose my money. I mean, I've worked hard for it. I'm thinking of retiring. I am retired. I'm, you know, going to retire in five or six years. I, I don't want the risk of losing my money. And that's a really hard, when you hear that and you listen to that and you really think about it, I mean, but they still want to make money. And so it's an education process of how can we best invest a client's money and take as little risk as possible. And that's where Mary and I started. I mean, I said, that's the dilemma. But they still need to have a return because they've got to keep up with inflation and taxes and all of the unexpected expenses that come along the way. And so a big portion of what we do is looking at the safest investments that we possibly can find. And our clients love the dividend portfolio. Well, part of it is because it's performed fantastic, <laughs> which is always great. But the whole concept of it, it's easy for them to understand. We purchase stocks for you that increase their dividends, pay a dividend. We reinvest the dividends. We continue to buy other stocks. And we help them to understand that there is going to be some volatility, but our hopes in our portfolio is to reduce the volatility by at least 50%. And the one thing I say, the only negative I can say about that portfolio is that when there is a correction, they come back a little bit slower because everybody knows they're there because they're so good. <laughs> so they chase the junk first and then they come, oh, they're the good ones. We can get them now. And, um, and our clients are happy. They're happy to know and they sleep at night. And I, I remember saying to Mary, Mary, first of all, I want to sleep because I've got to be well rested so I can keep apprised of what's going on. But my clients need to sleep. They need to sleep and they need to enjoy their money. So we have to make the money and, and somehow um, help them to understand the benefits. And so one of the things is that every year you meet with all of our clients. We do a, a great dinner and we go over the strategies of the portfolio so people feel educated. And I think that's a rarity for a client to actually look right in the eyes of the people who are managing their money. Nobody does that. Yeah, that, that is Nobody a, does that. That is a fun evening where, where you actually get to uh, get to have a dialogue with uh, the Every client investors. that owns that, right. they're there. And they're there. They want to be there. 
They want to know. Of course, they like the food and they like to get a drink, but they love to hear your strategies. And more about the strategy when we talked a little bit earlier and I said I didn't like doing it. It it wasn't just the following of that. There were so many stocks and you really do research those companies and dig really deep in a way that I don't think most advisors can do that. Well, it, it does take it does take time. I mean, you know, it, it, you know, you have to decide whether you're going to be uh, client facing and, 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 and helping clients and guide them through their their, their financials or uh, as we do, we're we're building investment portfolios of individual companies, uh, taking a deep dive and trying to understand um, how the company makes revenues, uh, how it's done historically, and try to uh, calculate projections uh, and assign valuations to those securities and and risk reward uh, uh, profiles. Um, again, it's a very interesting and, and rewarding um, uh, you know career and 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 day to day line of line of work. Well, I think it's really fun, and we'll take a break. That when our when we look at the portfolio, we talk to our clients. They really know the companies. I mean, and they shop. You know, like United Healthcare, J.P. Morgan, and Microsoft, and BlackRock, and Honeywell, and Kellogg. I mean, these are household names and really good companies, and uh, and they love it. It was one of the one of the best things that I think that we did as a company is to recognize what we could do and what we couldn't do. And so that's been a really good a really good relationship. Let's take a quick break and when we come back, let's talk a little bit more about how you um, carve out those companies and the scope of it. And with that we'll be right back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. If you are interested in this show, I would recommend if you know somebody you'd like to listen to it again, you can go to ellenbecker.com. If you go to radio shows and you click on Money Sense, you'll see a whole list of shows that we've done and Remus will be there and you can share that with someone if you like. There is also a tab for our uh, Friday, every other Friday night our philanthropic um, connection where we interview a charity um, actually two or three charities we really sort of do it as a give back and we want our community to know all the great resources that they have and so that's what today is really about is my guest today is Remus Belitis and we're talking about a great resource that Ellen Becker Investment Group has and I've always tried to do the best thing, the right thing for my clients. And I recognized very early that there was no way that I could do it all. I, I, I couldn't be that connection with my clients and really listen to them and figure out what they wanted and also be the one that is sitting up all night trying to determine which investments, which stocks, which equities to use. And so um, Mary Brown, your partner, and uh, I shook hands and it's been a wonderful relationship ever since then in bringing something that I think is really special to our clients. And that is um, one of the things is the dividend portfolio. And so I know one of the things that we can offer 
individuals who are out there. We've had such a big run in the market and stocks are up and a lot of people that come in for a first time appointment are, I'm, af- I'm, I'm afraid I've, again, we've got this growth and I don't want the market to correct and go down and I don't know where I'm at. And I find that a lot of people really don't know what they own in their portfolios and they don't know what a risk is attached to it. Um, and so one of the things that we can offer, if anybody is interested, is to bring your portfolio on and do a review of it to at least give you an idea where you're at. Yeah, you know, that that's, uh, you know, being in the financial services industry, it's, it's uh, you know, it's not unlike uh, being a, a doctor or, or a mechanic in that uh, friends and, and family uh, always ask about an ache in their back to a doctor or a funny noise in their car to their to their friend who's a mechanic well you know in the financial services industry <laughs> we're, we're we're very similar uh people always ask what do you think about this stock or uh they ask uh about their portfolio or the performance of the portfolio versus the stock market benchmarks and how well they're doing and you know I always say to to my friends and family, if if you'd like me to to just give you an opinion of of you know what I believe uh, the shape of your portfolio is is in, you know, I don't need to see any numbers. I just need to see the composition of the portfolio, what you're invested in, and provide you some some feedback that that maybe you haven't received in in a year or two or or five <laughs> or ten. Uh, uh, and you're right. Uh, we are, uh, Karen, in in the ninth uh, year of, of of the bull market. Uh, that certainly is 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 not a secret to anybody. The the stock market and the economy have been have been doing well uh, since since the uh, since the beginning. And uh, you know, everybody looks at how long cycles have lasted in the past and they compare and contrast the the return over that cycle period they compare and contrast the length of time of that of that uh, bull bull market and you know we're 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 approaching we're, we're, we're approaching <laughs> a, a you know a good number yes. uh, and uh, and so it's always wise just like again a periodic physical a periodic tune-up of your car, the same can also be said of your Your investment portfolio. Really understanding what you own, I think, alleviates so much of the stress when the market corrects. Market corrections are good for the market. And um, I always think that I've done a really good job of helping my clients understand what they own when they say, oh my goodness, I'm so happy the market's corrected. (laughs) Because when you own different stocks and it's understanding if you own growth stocks um, it's based on the price per share so you need to know what you paid for it and what it's worth today and when you look at a dividend paying stock income is paid on the number of shares you have and so we don't really like to sell those dividend paying stocks unless there's a reason to say we like to accumulate more shares because the more shares you have, the more income you receive. And people don't know, they think all stocks are growth stocks or all stocks are dividend paying stocks, but we actually break them out and we look at them as income producing, as growth producing. 
And that helps us to determine when the market corrects how much of the portfolio will go down. Well, we know the growth portion is going to follow the market. But we anticipate and hope that our dividend-paying portfolio will not follow the market. But I love it when they go down because it means we're reinvesting dividends and we're buying more shares. And the person with the most shares wins. That's how I look at it. And that's how I talk to my clients. And, you know, we own high-quality bonds. And we will talk a little bit about our small-cap fund that you manage for us as well. So it's just knowing knowing what you own, what you expect will happen, both when the market is um, high and growing and when it's low and dissolving. (laughs) We don't want your portfolio to dissolve, but we know that we've got to follow the market to get growth. So it's important. And of course, it's important to know your tax liabilities as well. Right. And, and, you know, one of the other kind of, uh, uh, triggers that we have in managing the the dividend growth portfolio. Also, uh, you alluded to it in 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 the price of a stock is is the valuation of that security. And valuation does have in the large cap space a very defined uh, historical pattern to it, or or a profile or a range of a peak valuation. Let's say over the last twenty or thirty years, and the and the low point in valuation over the last 20, 30 years. And it's important to keep track of the valuation of an individual stock within its historical context uh, in that that also can provide you some insight into the pending volatility of, of the portfolio. And as, as Campbell Newman manages their dividend, our dividend growth product, we have hardwired triggers uh, on how much we are able to pay for a security, meaning what is the highest valuation within that historical context we are able to pay to get a security into the portfolio. And conversely, uh, on the other end, uh, we have a finite band on, on how high we will let a security's valuation uh, go within the historical context before uh, we are forced to make a decision on whether to keep some or uh, none of that position anymore, just based on valuation. You know, that brings up such a, a great point. People getting married to their stocks. Oh, my goodness. Or for so many reasons. Um owning it and it goes down and they just don't want to sell it or they inherited it and that's where grandpa worked or that's where dad worked. I think making the decision to sell and having a discipline on sell is one of the most important things that you can have. And it, it I'm here to tell um, many of my listeners that it's not just clients that get married to stocks. Advisors and brokers get married to stocks as well. Yes, and, and, and so do investment managers yes. like, like ourselves. <laughs> and so we believe that that valuation discipline helps in, in alleviating some of those marital problems uh, and, and keeps the portfolio relatively well-balanced from a risk-reward standpoint in the purview of, of valuation. When you're looking at those stocks. When you get up in the morning, you say, yippee, and you're you're looking at the stocks that you can select from. 
how do you tunnel that down? How do you funnel it down? I guess I would be saying because that was the part that was so difficult. I would say I believe in healthcare. Oh my God, look how many stocks are in healthcare, or I think we should be looking at utilities, or and there's so many to try and determine which is the right one or two, and making sure that you don't have too much of any one thing. Yeah, you, that 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 is an important point you bring up. It you know the market is like a fire hose of information. It <laughs> it just comes at you nonstop from. Did you ever all... try to take a drink out of a fire hose? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> uh, maybe, not easy. Maybe earlier in my career, I did. Uh, Must have had beer in it or something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know the, our dividend growth process, as as well as our small cap small cap product, we we do have a methodology in place that that really refines the the investment pool or the number of securities uh, in our active research universes, uh, from which then uh, we conduct our bottom up due diligence or try to find out what the company's doing, what their future prospects are, uh, and then from there. Um, Mary, Tom, and, and, and myself move forward on individual securities uh, and then uh, bring those ideas uh, to the investment committee. And then it requires uh, a unanimous decision to either bring a new security into the portfolio or pair back or, or sell an entire position out, out of the portfolio. But we've refined things in such a way that uh, – we call the fire hose more or less the noise, and mm-hmm. we try to go uh, and uh, have a refined view of of our uh, of our process. My guest today is Remus Melitis, and he is a manager with Campbell Newman. He actually is the director of research, and he joined them in 2005. So you've had a long history, a long history with Campbell Newman and a long history with EIG, and um, that has really been a, a great partnership for us, a partnership in where we both really want each other to be successful. And I really appreciate that. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of that selection process. And then, oh, what a fun thing. Small cap, small cap, small cap. Every small cap, every large company once was a small cap. How do we get it right? With that, we'll be right back. Welcome to Money Sets. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, Senior Wealth Advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group and founder. My guest today is Remus Melitis, and he is the Director of Research for Campbell Newman, who is um, a manager that we've been working with now for over 12 years and managing money for our clients. If you have stocks that you're not certain, if they're the ones that you really want to be owning, if you would like to be invited to the dinner for Campbell Newman, our great big dinner, and you'd like to become a client, you can do that by calling 262-691-3200. We'd love to have you come in. We'd love every one of my listeners to feel that safety and that assurance that we really work so hard to provide. You know, Remus, this um, whole concept of the volume of stocks, which is what we were were talking about, and the constant change that you find um, exciting because you're doing this deep um, research into their earnings and um, into 
how the company operates and how it operates within the scope of all other companies. Where do you get all that research? I mean, there's so much research for people. Why wouldn't they say, well, I can just go and research too. I can do the same kind of research. Is that possible? Well, um, you know, there are a lot of people who who, who attempt uh, to, to do that. Uh, the only thing that I would, would say is that uh, our team, uh, this is what they do. Uh, we do it. We do it uh, full time. It, it requires, uh, a, you know, a knowledge of markets, a knowledge of of the inner workings of of, of companies, an understanding of of the breadth of the economy, the various sectors, what may or may not influence uh, one type of stock to perform better than another. Uh, another one industry over another or an entirely large sector of the economy to do better and yet another one uh, from a price performance standpoint uh, not not to do as well or actually uh, underperform uh, negatively. Uh, so we really, you know, we talked about the fire hose and, and we have very specific criteria uh, that we look for, uh, whether it's in our dividend growth product or our small cap growth product. And we believe that, you know, both of those uh, strategies fly under the quality umbrella. You know, within dividend growth, we define quality uh, by the nature of the dividend increases on an annualized basis for uh, the last five years. And of course, uh, those companies must continue uh, to raise their dividend annually uh, to remain in the portfolio. Uh, and, 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 you know, they do. Uh, and within our small cap growth product, what, what I think would, su- would surprise some people and maybe most of, most of your listeners today is that, you know, within the small cap space, there are a lot of companies that are not profitable but uh, remain publicly traded companies on the stock market. And so we define quality in the small cap growth space as companies who have been profitable at least during the last during the last year. That helps alleviate some of the burden of a following uh, and trying to decipher the inner workings of about thirty to thirty-five percent of of the bench performance benchmark that 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 we utilize. Uh, from there, uh, we have then a screening methodology in in both strategies that helps refine the number of securities that that meet our stringent criteria and help lessen the so to speak research burden uh, of 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 the team. And then at the same time then we divide and, and conquer the universe of, of stocks that, that we we look for. Uh, and we perform the 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 research that's required to make the decision to either invest in the company and and alternatively not invest in in the company. And what's interesting is that 
uh, each of the three members of the investment team have 30 plus years each in the in the industry and so we've been around the block a number of times uh, we've experienced and lived through uh, a number of recessions and in, in bear markets uh, during that 30-year period uh, and so uh, we're not easily rattled and and we'd like to think that uh, we have a good grasp of of the inner workings of of markets and how markets are influenced by the economy and and vice versa uh, and so so it does take a uh, a little bit of time to really uh, get a good handle uh, of the market, of your portfolio, of the individual securities that you've used to construct the, the, your, your investment portfolio, and importantly, understand the performance and what the drivers of that performance uh, have been and what that means on a go-forward basis. When you talk about understanding the economy, how do you anticipate or evaluate something like these tariffs that are happening? That's going to have a huge impact on corporate earnings and on corporations. And how do you know which ones to buy and which ones not to buy and which ones will have the most um, impact? Well, you know, the, 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 the trade issue is uh, one of the overhangs in, in the stock market market today. Uh, June 1st of, of this year marked, I guess you could, you could say, a, the first volley in uh, the <laughs> trade uh, disputes uh, uh, when we uh, placed uh, tariffs on, on aluminum and, and, and steel. Uh, and and at the same time, we've also then moved uh, towards China, uh, and we've, I guess, initiated some tariffs tariffs there. I mean, China is our third largest uh, trading partner. Uh, we do have a very large trade deficit um, with China. Uh, you know, right at this point in time, Karen, it's been uh, more talk and bluster than it mm-hmm. has yet been to unfold to unfold and so i think we're all hopeful that um these issues which which are real uh can we can all come to some sort of sort of accommodation mm-hmm. uh to to alleviate to alleviate the the that that specific concern but uh Unfortunately, time will only tell on on that aspect, and so you've got to keep one eye out, right? When you're, you know, even when you're in your car, you got to keep one eye out for the other driver as well as, you know, the lane that you're driving in. And, and while we try to uh, manage the the portfolios that are uh, within our within our purview, we also certainly have one eye out at all times on what could be disruptive to the portfolio uh, individual securities or or the construction uh, from from a sector standpoint meaning you know we have more technology than we do utilities et cetera et cetera and how that how that can 
how that can uh, impact it. My guest today is Remus Belaitis, and he is the Director of Research for Campbell Newman Asset Management, which is our partner in managing investments for our clients. If you would like to um, come in and if you would like to have a review of your portfolio, you can do that by calling 262-691-3200. We also, for our client, for our individuals who do become clients, we have a 90-day um, no commissions charged in either selling or buying investments. So when we actually set up that 35 stocks for you or whatever it's going to be, there is no no commissions whatsoever. We set up those portfolios and get you running, which I ended up wanting to do that because I realized when people came over, we set up portfolios. We had to sell stocks. We had to buy stocks. It was a huge amount of money that came right off the top. So one of the ways that we could do it right for our clients was to offer those um, a free look at. And then should you be want to become a client, which of course we would really like, then um, we offer that free trading cost. So that's good. And we're fee-based. So in basically, there um, we don't charge commissions or any of that anyway. So my guest today, as I said, was Remus Melitis. When we come back, we're going to talk about the small cap growth portfolio. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellen Becker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellen Becker Investment Group. My guest is Remus Melitis, and he is the director of research for Campbell Newman, which I've said so many times today has just really been a great partnership for us and for our clients. And if you would like us to review that portfolio, um, please feel free to give us a call at 262-691-3200. Sometimes it's Remus just like you said, we get our oil changed in our car and we go to the doctor for our checkups and it's always better to go and get your car checked for oil before you run out. And it's good to go to the doctor before you have the heart attack. And it's really good to come and see us <laughs> before the market corrects and you go, oh my goodness, why? If I told you how many times people have said to me, I wish I'd have known you 10 years ago. So don't be one of those people. Come in and, and say hi to us today. You know, Remus, a few years ago, we were talking to our clients and we had a, a, a vent towards maybe we thought a little bit too um, conservative of a portfolio. And we really felt that what we wanted to add to that portfolio was more small cap. But as I look at today's small cap portfolio, when I look at it, I don't really know a stock on there. I know them now because you've purchased them there in our portfolio, but I really don't didn't know those stocks. And that was, again, a very scary thing because I'm a firm believer in owning individual equities and not owning only mutual funds. We learned that the hard way many, many years ago uh, when one of um, a very prominent strong funds went under because of that. And I said, okay, never doing that again. And um, so we own individual stocks, both in the large cap, which are a dividend portfolio. We own um small cap stocks, which is the small cap growth fund that you manage for us. And then we own individual bonds. And then we also have mutual funds, which we use mostly for rebalancing portfolios and for cash allotments. But when we came to you and we talked about small cap with you, it was how can you own small cap and not take on all that risk? Well, it is, it is certainly uh, tricky. 
It's tricky, and, and, <laughs> and, and it is more volatile, of course, than, than its, its larger cap uh, securities. Again, these are significantly smaller uh, companies, uh, and because of that, they have less shares outstanding, and, and with that comes less supply, uh, and uh, that typically carries with it a higher vo- rate of, uh, of volatility um, uh uh, that's associated with smaller cap, smaller cap stocks, and so uh, money can coming in or coming out of an individual small cap stock can really influence the the the, the price of of that stock more so than when it money flows in and out of Microsoft or Caterpillar or or Boeing, a, a very large security um, uh, like like that. Uh, but I'll tell you that we've had. Um, a wonderful experience thus far in managing the small cap growth portfolio. It, I mentioned, uh, you know, there's always an excitement uh, uh, in the workplace because of the news flow and the day-to-day movement of, of, of the individual securities and our love for financial markets. Uh, but in small cap stocks, you know, you're able to potentially from time to time latch on to uh, very, you know, changing, dynamic uh, markets, companies that are attempting to disrupt the market. Uh, For instance, uh, within the technology area, there is so much going on that's very disruptive to the old line technology companies uh, for instance, in the delivery of of entertainment, uh, cable, uh, for instance, is uh, being disrupted. Uh, you know, you can now get any sort of entertainment over the internet. It's not necessarily through your cable company anymore. Within healthcare, you've got a plethora of small companies uh, that are bringing uh, new medicines, new technologies. Uh, to the marketplace that uh, are doing wonders for uh, the monitoring of one's of one's health, uh, helping alleviate certain therapeutic issues, uh, et, et cetera. Uh, even within the transportation area, you've got things like autonomous vehicles or the advent of that. You've got artificial intelligence. Which, which all can be found within the small cap uh, growth area inside technology, inside of healthcare. And so uh, it really is um, uh, quite exciting to, to be looking at these companies that one day may or may not uh, become uh, larger companies in their own right. And so one of the ways, Remus, that we avoid the may nots <laughs> which is what we want to do, is to only purchase companies that have of proven profits, they have profitability. And that's one of the ways. I mean, there's many others, but um, that was a decision that was made that really resonated with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we, we wanted to retain uh, that high-quality bias that, that Campbell Newman is, is, is uh, known for. And, and as a result... Uh, you know, we recognized that, um, you know, there were a lot of unprofitable companies uh, within the benchmark, 
uh, and uh, we wanted to focus only on those companies that that, that are profitable. Um, at at the same time, we've also uh, found in our research that at least over the last uh, eleven years. Uh, going back 11 years, when you define profitability as as we do at Campbell Newman on a trailing year basis, uh, what we, our research found was that the profitable companies uh, within the benchmark, the Russell 2000 Growth Index, actually outperformed uh, the unprofitable companies, and so. We thought that that really was was a good um, uh, uh, bedrock against which to uh, you know build this strategy around. Thank you. My guest today is Remus Melitis, and we've been talking about a different strategy that the Ellen Becker Investment Group uses, and that is how do we get the great returns, but you know, really own high quality. And I am so happy to say that we have figured that out (laughs) and definitely with your help. I want to mention that if anybody would like to discover South America, I am going to be taking a group of about 28 or 30 people, excuse me, on October 24th of 2019. And we will be um, having an absolutely great time. I am going to be having a meeting which is going to be on Thursday, August 2nd from 6 to 7.30 in our Pewaukee office. If you would like to register, you can go to lauren at ellenbecker.com or call the office 262-691-3200. I'd love to have you travel with me. And uh, I'm a lot of fun. That's what I would say. And it'll be a great trip. And again, that's to Chile, Argentina, and Uruguay on October 24th of 2019. And as always, I hope that I've made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. Remember, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen.